All right, another episode here of Whiskey Throttle Radio. We have an awesome show um, for you. Uh, just one interview for this time. Uh, kind of struggle. Guys are super busy. A lot of them making that long trip to St. Louis. But we did get the Australian rider Jay Wilson on. You saw him. He got 17th in the 250 class at Anaheim this past weekend. We talked to him about you know his decision to come over here and race the West Coast. Uh all that went into his decision, uh, kind of his background in the sport, and talk a little bit of you know the differences between America and Australia as far as motocross and supercross go. As always, huge thanks to our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, makers of high-quality racing oils, uh, as well as degreaser, chain lube, all sorts of great things. So check them out at bloodlubricants.com, uh, sponsoring guys like uh, Tyler Bowers and Henry Miller and a bunch of other dudes, I think the PRMX team as well. Uh, and use promo code whiskey for 25% off their products, uh, really high quality products. So make sure to check them out. Also huge shout out to the Moto hub. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to sign up for the Moto hub fantasy league. I know if you haven't, you missed around, but to be honest, a lot of guys struggled this, this first weekend. So you'll be right in the running for some great overall prizes. And we also have some weekly prizes. We gave away a Blake Baggett Jersey last week. So make sure to sign up as always like and uh, subscribe you know we're on facebook instagram and as far as podcasts go anywhere you can get your podcast you can get whiskey throttle radio whether it's spotify apple podcast stitcher google podcast uh it's everywhere so uh let's get into it a rider from australia it's jay wilson how's it going man good thanks man uh thanks for having me on of course dude uh i had to get you on you had your first uh american supercross this past weekend in anaheim how was it uh yeah she was a uh, eye opener for sure um it was awesome it was awesome to be a part of the event it was a dream come true for sure and um to sort of make it happen uh the work that we've put in over the last uh year to get here i guess um after winning the championship in Australia last year, um, we wanted to, uh, sorry, end of 2018, um, I wanted to um, come over here, but it was a bit rough. So we uh, put it on hold for a year just to try to get organised and do it properly. Um, and we're out here for two months and giving it a go, um, enjoying our experience out here and our time here. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a tough one for sure coming into the event. Uh, I had a crash. Um, a week and a bit before the event and uh, hit my head a little bit so I didn't get a lot of riding in um, but uh, the first one's done and um, I'm, I sort of know what to expect now mm -hmm. so looking forward to uh, getting to the next couple of races um, I'm going to miss St. Louis uh, this weekend but I uh, just need to get some riding back in and uh, get get healthy um, so we'll uh, go round by round from here on out and uh, just I want to give it my best shot at every race I've got the opportunity to be at and um yeah just really enjoying my experience out here 
I got you. Seventeenth um, in the main, pretty respectable. Uh, like you said, for your first race, uh, dream come true for you. Like you said, uh, did you have some like first race jitters coming in, um, just not knowing what to expect and stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. It was. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, honestly, it's, I've never rode that tight in my life. Like, it's, I could not believe how tight I was. Um, just, I was like a, a space cadet, really, just riding around. So, um, it was a little bit frustrating in, in the way of riding, um, I guess. But in another sense, it was, uh, it's pretty amazing that we're here. Um, I've got a family. Um, they're over here with me um, to do it with my wife and daughter. The amount of work that we put in to get to this point. Um, and just qualifying being the main event yeah. was a, a bit of weight off our shoulders, you know, because honestly we were going into that round not really sure if I was going to race um, after hitting my head. So mm. just had a few injuries that just were sort of, I was really struggling um, with leading into that race and obviously not riding. So once we got into the main event, it was a little bit of weight off our shoulders, but um, also I just a little bit frustrated in the way that I rode, like it wasn't wasn't me, but also um, there's positives and there's pros and cons to what yeah. what went on on that weekend, you know. So um, in one sense, I'm happy that we've, we're here and we're doing it. In another sense, I don't think I showed what I can do. Um, so just really looking forward to getting some more racing under our belt. But like I said, just the next couple of weeks, we're just trying to focus on getting um, some solid riding in and getting healthy again. What were uh, some of the biggest differences for you, obviously, or I guess for an Australian Supercross race and then an American Supercross race? What did you, what like stood out to you? Um, probably the track was the biggest thing, you know, like yeah, our tracks are nowhere near as big as what you guys have. Um, our dirt is completely different. And at this time of the year in Australia, like our dirt is so hard packed and dry and um, we don't get ruts in anything. Uh, but just, the way that the track is built is so different to ours. Um, just the whole experience, I think it was just an eye-opener for me. Um, the amount of riders, how quickly things happen over here. Um, just different rules, everything yeah. like that. You know, it was a bit of an eye-opener. Just, it, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what is so different about it, but it's just there's so many small things. And so, just the way the event runs, um, the way the track's built... Um, bikes, everything like that's just so different yeah. to us to home. And also, when you throw it in, you know, like the American guys, they come out and race in Australia. The Australian guys are fast at home, uh, and that's what I've experienced everywhere I race around the world. Is that the guys are comfortable at home? Yeah. Um, whether you go to New Zealand, you go to Europe, you go anywhere around the world. Um, there's going to be fast guys in their country because they're comfortable. They've they've grown up there. They're comfortable. They've got their home. They know what to eat. Um, they don't have to think anything about that, you know, and they've grown up on those tracks. And I knew that coming here. So, um, you know, like when we're, when we're in Australia, I don't think about anything other than just going to that race and riding. Um, I don't have to think about how I'm getting to the event. It's all sorted for me. Uh, I don't think about, I don't have to think twice about what I'm going to eat that weekend, you know, yeah. where over here I don't, it's not as bad, but I'm still trying to adjust to that and how the events are going to work. Uh, how they ran in Australia. We've only got eight minutes to do practice, and then an eight minute, eight minutes qualifying. Over here, you've got two, you've got an eight minute practice, and then two ten minute qualifiers. Um, so a lot more riding happens. Uh, you can ease into it a little bit more, but also uh, another thing is those guys jump everything straight up. In Australia, we're under yellow flag. The caliber of riders isn't as uh, as deep in Australia as well. So 
the guys sort of calm into it a little bit. Obviously, the top guys are still jumping everything yeah. straight up, but um, it's just really intense. The intensity is really high here, and um, I'm learning that quickly, and I'm enjoying the process of it. I got you. It's uh, really, really interesting. Uh, so you're on Yamahas. Obviously, you rode Yamahas in Australia. Um, did mm-hmm. you get some loaner bikes over here, or did you ship your Australian race bike? How did that all work out? Yeah, so originally we were going to uh, – we had some bikes lined up over here. So Josh Coppins, uh, I've spent a lot of time with him uh, in New Zealand, and uh, he's helped me in Australia and stuff. But originally when this was all coming together, we were organising to lease two bikes out here. But it just got to a point where it was easier for us to ship our bikes out. So Yamaha Australia were um, kind enough to let us uh, ship our bikes out. And that's just been what we've done. It took a little bit little bit longer to get our bikes out of here. So I didn't get as much riding in, mm-hmm. at the start either. Um, but now that we've been able to ship our bikes out, we were able to put parts and just bits and pieces in there that we needed to make going racing a lot easier. I gotcha. And are you just hitting local tracks in Southern California, like the, the Hemet Supercross and stuff like that? Or where are you riding? Uh, yeah, so the first day that we started, we just went out to Hemet, but uh, Yamaha have been kind enough to let us uh, ride the test track. Okay. So that's been awesome. And just seeing what those guys are doing out there is re- really good. You know, it's uh, it's giving us a, it's an eye-opener to what you can actually do. So uh, every day we're there, um, you've got Plessinger and Barstra riding and Justin Cooper, Shane McArath and Ferrandez. So um, you've always got someone there that's pushing the bar and the intensity's high. And at the moment, I'm just trying to absorb that all in and, just soak it up so every day i'm there i'm if i can only do eight minutes of that intensity i do eight minutes next day hopefully i can add a little bit more to that and that's just i'm here to learn and try taking as much as possible and i just want to be a sponge yeah. and that's just what i'm trying to do and it's it's no secret too i mean you know as well as anyone like when you ride with guys that are on your level and always raising the bar like they star Yamaha went one, two this weekend, you know, at Anaheim, mm-hmm. it's going to help you out as well too. Just, it helps out riding yeah. with riders that are at a high intensity, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And and that's what I'm looking at. You know, those guys were solid at A1 and they did their job. So they're obviously doing something right. And um, for me, that if I can just piggyback off that and, you know, in a kind way, piggyback off that, you know, and chase those guys and yeah. see what they're doing, then, um, it's only going to make me better. Uh, and and the cool thing is, as well, at the moment, is that Aaron Tandy um, from Australia, he's out here and riding Yamaha. So he's been at the test track. Um, we sort of know where each other are in Australia when we're racing over there. He's probably one of, one of my closest competitors. Yeah. So it's been really cool for us at the test track where um, we see what those guys are doing. We're trying to raise the bar as well, but we're doing that together. So it's you're not just out there grinding away on your own um but you've got someone that's sort of on your level that you can keep pushing with Mm -hmm. and you can keep motivating each other because honestly at the start there was days where we're two seconds off those other guys so and when you that's heartbreaking when you think you're at a certain level and then you see that you know but we're starting to bridge that and if it wasn't for aaron being there that would have been a lot harder for me to do that. Um, harder for me to bridge that gap, you know. So we're still we're still trying to bridge that gap more and more. But we're 
we're experiencing it. We're learning. We're just trying to absorb it as much as possible. And we keep we're pushing each other as much as possible. And it's been really cool having another Australian there, um, someone that's close to me back home racing. And, uh, yeah, it's motivating. You want to be better. Yeah, definitely. And there, and even Luke Clout being over here is cool. It seemed like there mm-hmm. was a, a big Australian influence this weekend. And, obviously, uh, Jet Lawrence as well. It was, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and that's uh, it's first time in a long time we've had this many Aussies out here, you know. And, um, it's just weird. Like at the start of the year, I said that I was planning on coming out here, and then there was one guy that was going to come, and then another, and another, and it just worked out that we're all over here at the same time, you know. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. You got a lot of Australians out here, and also um, you look at like Duran Stapleton and Joel Whiteman. They're just um, guys that have been coming over here, and they want to give it a shot. And um, it's really cool. We've got a lot of Australians out here, and even you look internationally at the moment. Um, it seems like the guys are starting to look back to Australia now for our riders and our young kids, which is really cool um, because it went stale there for a few years. Um, but right now it seems like we've got a, a good group of kids coming up and they're motivated, they want to do well, and they're taking that risk nice, nice and early, which yeah. is it's cool. Yeah, de- definitely. I definitely agree with that. Uh, so do you know do you know how long you'll be over here for? Uh, so at this point, we're just here till uh, San Diego. So okay. round six will be the final round for us, and then we'll um, head back home and have to get ready for our Australian stuff. Okay. When does that start back up? Uh, so dates are changed uh, right now. Um, they were I'm not exactly sure on the dates. I really haven't taken much notice mm-hmm. on it. Uh, like, I haven't paid too much attention to it just because I've been planning for this. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't. It was meant to start like a month after I got home, but now I think it's been pushed pushed back a little bit more. So we'll see what happens. But at this point, uh, San Diego will still be my final round. I gotcha. Do you think it helps you too that like, I mean, everyone talks about how Brayton does all the off-season races and he does the Australian Supercross Championship. Mm-hmm. So he comes in to the start of our series, like fresh, ready to go. Um, he's you know, Obviously, he's been racing all summer. You think that's helped you as well, just because you just got done with your Supercross series? Uh yeah, yeah. I think Brayton showed that it's worked. You know, I use that I use New Zealand at the start of the season. So usually, uh, for me, when I race the motocross in Australia, I'm, I do uh, New Zealand January February. So it's sort of like four races there. Um, the intensity is pretty good over there. They've got some good riders in their country, so it's always good for me to do that. Uh, and then leading into than motocross in Australia, um, which Justin seems to be doing that now. Um, it just gets those race jitters out of the way. You race your fitness, you race into your fitness, which is always nice. Um, and you can train and ride through the week and do your little boot camps and stuff, but until you race in, it's different. Um, as much as you try to mimic the racing, uh, like practicing through the week to racing on the weekend, it's so much different. So I think it's awesome to do these races like Justin's doing right now. And uh, I think it's helped me a lot as well. You know, obviously it's a lot to take in uh, round one of the uh, AMA Supercross mm-hmm. is just, it's a dream come true to be on that scale. Um, so for me and just what we've achieved by trying to set this whole program up and doing what we're doing, it was a big sort of weight off my shoulders to get to there. And I think I just, I tightened up and rode pretty crazy. But I think as we, going through through these next few rounds is that you'll probably see that the racing that I've done has helped me out um, 
and like it has for Justin. Uh, I, I think it's that program works. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so how how did that uh, 2019 Australian Supercross uh, championship go for you? Uh, yeah, so this one, was, uh, I was defending champ going into the year, and um, it was a tough season, man. It was the year before when I won the championship, I felt like I couldn't put one foot wrong, uh, and this year just I couldn't put a foot right. So um, it was challenging. I think I think that I definitely made improvements. I was a better rider. I matured a lot as a rider. Um, I learned a lot about myself, which I, I, I made so many positive steps forward this year, but just the result wasn't the same, uh, wasn't what we were chasing. Um, but in saying that, we had a, a lot of American guys out this year, um, which really raised the bar for the championship, which is awesome, and the racing in Australia, um, which I love. You know, I'm all about raising the the program in Australia. You know, I want to I want the American guys to come out because it makes us hungrier. It raises the bar for us and we all want to be better so it's awesome when those guys are coming out mm-hmm. um but just it was a challenging season this season uh we went into round one and i crashed in the first turn and um yeah an indoor race in australia that it's like uh racing on a they hold netball games so basketball games okay. and stuff in this arena so that's that explains how tight this arena is you know it's more like your uh the arena cross races that you guys have here. So I went down the first turn there and just, it was sort of races like that all throughout the season. Yeah. Um, and then uh, round three, I was pretty much sitting in for the overall uh, between me and Blos and uh, ended up got, getting cross jumped and smashed my throttle tube. And if I left there with taking the, uh, sitting in the position I was before I got cross jumped, we would have left there two points out of the championship lead. So instead I left uh, with a 19th overall and 20, uh, 19 points out of lead. So it was just a frustrating season. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we had our highs and lows, but um, as a person, I felt like I grew a lot. Uh, I learned a lot about myself, and um, it was still it's a year of racing, which I enjoyed. Um, and you know, I'll be back for another season to try to to win another championship. It seems like. Um every year more and more like American guys go down there and race that series. Do you feel like the series has been growing overall? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Supercross in, in Australia was pretty low there for a while. And um, I think right now it's, it's definitely growing. It seems like Supercross is starting to grab more attraction and hopefully it's becoming the, the bigger motocross is just for the last few years. Well, the last yeah 10 years has been the stronger series. Um, so, Hopefully Supercross can start gaining a bit more traction at the moment. It seems like it is. And with the American guys coming out, it seems like it's been really good for our championship. And, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see where the future goes for Australian motocross and Supercross. Uh, hopefully it grows more like it is now, um, especially with having our um, AusX Open. They kill it, those guys, yeah. with the, the, the rounds that they have, and especially going into Melbourne um, this year. That was such a cool event it was the biggest crowd that we've ever had in australia it was thirty-eight thousand, something like that so um you know eddie had stadium which in australia is one of the biggest stadiums uh and in melbourne it was just unreal the atmosphere in there they created a good track uh, it was a good race track and then to throw in all the international riders that we had it was just an awesome show 
Yeah, it seems like all the American guys uh, always want to go down to that particular event, and then even the media and everything like that. They it gets a lot of it gets talked about a lot over here, so I'm sure it's a pretty mm-hmm. pretty kick ass event. Yeah, it's the biggest round. It's the biggest event that we go to all year, and I think everyone's pretty amped and excited to get to that event. Um, and they always just they put on a great show. That's the cool thing about it. It's not just about the racing, but it's about the the show that they put on, and they do a really good job. And it's become a world class event now. You put it on the the same levels of your Bursies and your Geneva, mm-hmm. your Definitely. Monster Cup. So um, it's it's exciting things for Australia and uh, hopefully we can get some more events like that happening and um, bring some more international guys down. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, let's take it way back here, Jay. How did you first um, get started riding dirt bikes and at what age? Uh, so I was riding at three years old and racing at four. Um, my dad, uh, I was just grew up in a small country town, population of 5,000 people. And um, my dad did some riding when he was younger and we just got into racing and it was just a, a thing that it sort of mm-hmm. I got to a point where it was either going with football or motocross and yeah motocross it was um and I, it's just it's been something that I've been motivated to do and chase and uh yeah I love it yeah I always like asking that question because the stories are all they're all a little bit different but it usually yeah is the same like base where it's like, yeah, my dad got me into it. Uh, we started going to the track and the next thing you know, you know, you're racing professional. Yeah. So, and, and that was, I guess, growing up in a country town in Australia, there's not a lot to do. And, uh, we lived on a hundred acres and that's what I did. I rode my bike around all day, every day, straight after school, I was out riding around and, um, driving bomb cars around and, uh, riding motorbikes with my mates. So, and then every weekend, because obviously being in a small country town, there's not a lot to do. So I think my parents were trying to um, do the right thing. And they, like every parent does, they want to keep their kids out of trouble. And yeah. um, there's not a lot for us to do on the weekend. So every weekend we went away racing. We'd drive five and a half hours, six hours every weekend to go to a race. And then five and a half hours, six hours back home to go to school Monday morning. Um, we did that every weekend. Yeah, it's, it's dedication right there. It's it's pretty similar to how it, it happens over here in the States too, man. Just on the road every weekend trying to make it happen. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, in Australia, a lot of kids, I see a lot of kids over here are homeschooled in America. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of kids in Australia now are starting, it's starting to go that way a little bit more with the homeschooling. But um, yeah, a lot of them are still public schooled. So school monday to friday and racing on the weekend which is pretty cool i gotcha uh so is is chad reed just like the man to everyone back in australia is was that what everyone kind of looked up to growing up yeah chad's a legend you know he's he set the bar for australia and um you know you look at him he's a world-class athlete and what he's done for the australian scene is unbelievable um you know he's at um melbourne when he i was at melbourne at the um Essex Open and when he called his retirement and uh, I I saw him down there when I was on the podium and I just said thank you you know yeah. for what you've done for the Australian guys and what he's done for our sport uh, it's pretty cool and um and he's he's a legend what he's done you know the records say it yeah yeah I'm not sure if you got to see like opening ceremonies this weekend or not but yeah the crowd goes crazy for him over here he's a, a legend over here as well and obviously a crowd favorite and to see him racing into his late thirties is pretty unreal as well. Yeah, man, he's uh, he's 
awesome guy and for what he's done, you know, he's had a very successful career and um, he's made a name for himself and um, done Australia proud, that's mm-hmm. for sure. So it's safe to say like the goal over here is obviously putting the best results you can. Obviously, that's an obvious one, but yeah. would, would you want to come over here full time, like put in a lot of good results and hopefully get a ride? Is that the main goal? Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to come here and race full time for sure. Um, that's always been the goal is to race Supercross here in America and motocross. And, um, you know, I, I went to Europe. I, I tried to have a bit of a stint there and um, just didn't. I thought that going to Europe was what I needed to do to get to America um, and quickly discovered that's not what I needed yeah. to do. It was just something that I had created to make myself feel like that was the path that I had to take. But, um, you know, I've got a wife and a daughter and um, I want to race properly here in America. I need a proper, I'd need a proper program. I'm not going to do it half-assed. And that's what I'm here, you know. I want, I think people know what I've heard of me before and know what I'm capable of, but until you hear in their face, you've got to prove yourself and that's what I'm trying to do, you know. Um, but also at the same time, I'm trying to enjoy the experience, enjoy the time with my family traveling America and getting to race a motorbike, which is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. But for sure, that's I'd love to race in America, uh, racing Supercross and Motocross full-time, for sure. In, uh, in Australia, is Supercross more popular than Motocross or vice versa, or is it pretty much even? Uh, it's sort of going... Motocross is all—it's been stronger the last ten years, but um, Supercross is slowly starting to catch up now. I think um, we just don't—we we don't have the junior program mm-hmm. for um, for the kids coming up into Supercross. We've got no feeder sort of class, or um, there's no way for the kids to learn Supercross, and that's what we're trying to sort of change now and trying to work out how we can do that um, through the juniors. Sort of like what you guys have with the futures yeah. junior, uh, the Supercross future class. Uh, it's like your feeder class. You give them experience of riding the tracks in the stadiums. We don't have that. So in Australia, it's quite hard where you hop on, you race motocross at four years old, and they do that until they turn 16. When they're 16, they can go pro. Yeah. And then it's like, well, welcome to Supercross. And they, it takes them a few years to get confident with it and learn it it's different to racing motocross. So um, the the top guys, they can race supercross. And then after that, it sort of falls away. Mm-hmm. And it's quite, it's they find it dangerous, but it's they, they have to learn it and they have to learn it the hard way. And that's by just being thrown in the deep end and racing it. So supercross is slowly starting to gain traction again. Kids are starting to realize that they have to race supercross. So they are starting to try to do some more races. Um, and just the hardest thing is we don't have a lot of access to supercross tracks yeah. through the week for practicing like you guys have here in California. Um, so, I mean, California seems like they're struggling a little bit more at the moment, but go back a couple of years, they seem like there was a lot more supercross tracks mm-hmm. uh, at, your pri- at your public tracks where we don't have that. We've just got motocross tracks. So unless you're a, you've got a friend that's got a supercross track, it's, hard, it's pretty much impossible to get onto a supercross track and get that feeling so motocross has been the more popular thing and that's probably why you see uh, a lot of the younger kids going to europe first off because that's that's all we sort of know is motocross um but 
it's slowly starting to change now. We're starting to go back to the Supercross side of things more and it's starting to become a priority to the juniors to learn how to ride Supercross. So in the next few years, I hopefully we start to see that uh, change a bit more and uh, for sure that's what I want want to see um, is Supercross making uh, more headways in Australia for sure. Okay, interesting. Yeah, cause I thought it was like interesting when you said like you thought you had to do the GPs to get to America. Yeah. Where I feel like over the last probably ten years or so, Supercross has just surpassed uh, motocross over here as in importance, you know, to teams and stuff like that. It seems like yeah. the Supercross title is a little bit more important than than an outdoor title. <laughs> yeah, and and I guess also it was just probably the way that you look at Chad. Um, he went to Europe. He did his is his apprenticeship basically in a way and then come to America and did quite well. And that's the way that I looked at it. But also I think I was always a, probably I wanted to be a more of a supercross guy, but we just, though earlier in when I first turned senior supercross was sort of dying off Mm -hmm. in Australia. (coughs) Sorry. Um, So yeah. And that's why I probably went the motocross path and obviously having um, some influence from Josh Coppins, uh, that's I look I look up to him and that's the direction I wanted to head in. Um, and yeah, it's sort of now that I sit back and I've done that, I've seen what the European stuff is like. I probably it's more uh, eye opener to that. It's it wasn't what I expected it to be. So um, that's sort of to put it shortly is it just wasn't what I expected it to be. Um, the GP stuff and that's. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things going on at that time in my life, and um, I just, yeah, we're back. Uh, I realized what I wanted to do, and that's why I'm over here uh, chasing the American dream, I guess. Yeah, I got you, man. Well, hey, uh, thank you so much for your time this evening, and best of luck uh, moving forward. Uh, before I let you go, who do you, who do you want to thank for getting you over here? Uh, i got a, a lot of guys that have put in a massive effort to get me here, and thank you for having me on the show as well, but... Um, the guys at MX Store, very sweet. WRB Group, um, Yamaha, Altham, Josh Coppins, Mike Ward, my mechanic, and just everybody else that supports us. It's been uh, awesome to put this little program together. And I've had, um, it's just such a cool experience and it's a dream come true to put this together with my wife and my daughter. And um, we're here and making it happen. And I uh, wouldn't be here without my wife. The, my, the stressful nights that we've had trying to put this program here, raising money, trying to get get us here it's it's awesome to see that it's all come together now so thank you to everyone every one of them and also thank you for having me on the show tonight of course man uh you have a great night and like i said earlier best of luck moving forward thank you cheers man bye what's up guys we've got some exciting news as our sponsor blood lubricants continues to push the bar with high quality products in addition to their already outstanding racing oil, they've added fork and shock fluid, gear oil, chain lube, kick-ass degreaser, detailer, and pre-race spray. Whether you have a UTV, Harley, ATV, or dirt bike, Blood Lubricants has you covered. They're offering sponsorship opportunities from the amateur level to the pro level, and they're already sponsoring top privateers like Tyler Bowers, Henry Miller, and Bubba Polly. Racing is in their blood, but that's not all. They want to hook you guys up as well. 
head on over to bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com and use promo code whiskey for 25% off your order. Don't need, no need to rewind it. I'll say it again. 25% off your order with promo code whiskey at bloodlubricants.com. Jeff Green, hooking you guys up. High quality stuff. Check it out. Back to the show. <laughs> 